Good evening. I'd like to welcome you to Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church. If you are worshiping with us for the first time, we'd like to welcome you to this midweek time of devotion and prayer. Before I begin tonight, I would like to just say thank you to all of you who showed expressions of love and sympathy to me and my family this past Sunday as we were finally able to have a celebration of life service for my dad. I know the weather was really bad and many of you had expressed that you were gonna be away on vacation, but it was needed for my mom and for my brothers and me, our family, to be able to honor my dad and to celebrate his life and to point people to the hope we have in Christ. So I just wanted to say thank you for your love, outpouring of love and prayers and support to us. And tonight I wanted to just share a few moments from God's word, what many of you already know, but we have been going through a series that just ended on Sunday, looking at the Beatitudes found in the great Sermon on the Mount. And we came to understand that Jesus set a standard for his disciples, for his followers, for us, on how we should live. I made mention this past Sunday, and on many occasions, how if we are Christians, if we've already accepted Christ into our hearts, and we've followed through believers' baptism, and we're trying to live for Jesus, that in the world in which we live, we are viewed as strangers, foreigners, aliens. We are not in this world. We are uh, in the world, rather, but not uh, of the world. And our home is not here. It's in heaven. And so tonight, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the standard that Christ has called us as Christians. I believe one of the most difficult things, and you've heard me say this repeatedly, one of the most difficult and challenging things for us as Christians is to be able to forgive. I guarantee you tonight that there are several of you watching and you know of someone that you need to forgive. Or maybe you need to ask someone for forgiveness. It's so difficult for us to live the kind of life that Christ asked us to live and yet hold something against someone. This past Sunday, I shared a passage of scripture found in Matthew chapter five, verses 43 through 45. Remember we shared, Jesus said, you've heard it said to love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But he said, but I tell you, we are to love our enemy and to pray for those who persecute you or persecute us so that we may be children of our Father in heaven. So we know that we are called to love people and to pray for those people, and we're called to forgive. If you were to read on over in Matthew chapter 6, and again, these are all still part of the great Sermon on the Mount, Begin with verse 14, and we've shared these verses many times throughout uh, the years. Begin with verse 14. 
For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So we know we as Christians are called to forgive people. Why? Because Christ will not forgive us, or God the Father will not forgive us if we do not forgive others. And maybe you're a husband, maybe you're a wife, and the reason your marriage is failing is because you will not forgive the other. Maybe you are a, a parent of an adult child and and there's been pain through the years and, and there's unforgiveness, or, or maybe you're a brother or a sister and you haven't spoken to your loved one in years. And it's so unfortunate that we have so many families divided. I thought about this just this past Sunday at my dad's service as I was thinking about all the many funerals that I've done where families have not participated because they're divided. A lot of times over money, over finances, but how great it is when families can come together and they can remember their loved one and, and they could put things in the past. You know, life's too short to uh, hold a grudge, to grow bitter, to have unforgiveness. And, you know, I just thought about how many times we study or read God's word, which is so important, but yet, we don't apply it to our lives. What's the point of studying God's word? I pray it's not just for knowledge, which is great, but the reason we study God's word is so that we can grow more in his image. We can become more Christ-like. How is it that we can read God's word and we can study God's word, yet not speak to a family member or have no relationship with a friend because we're at odds or we have unforgiveness built up. It's clear to me that if we want God's forgiveness, we have to be willing to forgive others. And then remember on over in Matthew chapter 18, which we've shared this recently, and begin with verse 21. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times, or some translations say 70 times seven. And then he went on to, to share a, a parable that we've, again, shared not too long ago. But the point is, when Peter asked how many times we are to forgive, up to seven times, if you remember, the Jewish law required people to forgive one another up to three times. And so when Peter said up to seven times, he thought he was being very generous, that he doubled what the requirement was and then threw in one more for good measure in other words, when Jesus said not seven times, but 77 times or 70 times seven, he's, he was sharing that it must be without limit. 
when we've been hurt repeatedly, when we've had pain repeatedly, when we've been wronged repeatedly, it's our responsibility as Christians to forgive. And I know that's hard for some folks. I mean, this is a principle that goes all the way back in the Old Testament. In a passage I've shared before that my dad would often quote at a prayer meeting during our prayer time was Psalm 103. And he shared these words, beginning with verse 1, Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins. And so we know that God forgives us. And we know that, that David asked God to forgive him after he had committed adultery and after he had um, overseen or commanded a, a murder to take place. And so we know that forgiveness is needed for everyone, certainly for God's people. And then Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as in Christ God forgave you. Who do you need to forgive tonight? Is someone coming to mind? Is it a husband or a wife? Is it a child? Is it a parent? Is it a friend? Is it a co-worker? Is it a coach? Is it a teacher? Is it a neighbor? There's someone that we know we have to forgive. Again, it's hard for us as Christians to have a daily quiet time or to pray or to read God's word and yet have such anger or hate or unforgiveness in our hearts. Now, it's one thing if we've made an attempt to reconcile differences with a family member or a friend and they've chosen not to forgive or, or not to have anything to do with you or to do with us, but we've done our part. We've done our responsibility. And if we don't forgive, then we will continue to be the victim. But when we release the offender, when we give them up to the Lord, then we will begin to heal and the pain will begin to subside. So tonight, God just put it on my heart and, and maybe it's for you, maybe it's for me, maybe it's for someone that we would be challenged. This is at the heart of our relationship with Christ. If we want his forgiveness, and in order for us to have a personal relationship with Christ, we must ask for forgiveness. We often share out of 1 John uh, chapter 1, verse 9, that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Again, if we don't get the vertical relationship right first, our horizontal relationships are not going to be what they ought to be. So tonight, if you've never asked Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sin and to come into your heart, this is the very first step that we must take. Would you be willing 
to ask him to forgive you and invite him to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. And he will do that even now. Please invite Jesus before it's too late to come into your heart. Life is passing. Time is ticking. The clock is ticking. Please don't delay putting off what you need to do today, right now. Or maybe there's someone you're thinking about that you need to forgive. And would you be willing to reach out to them and say, look, if, if I've said or done anything wrong, please forgive me. And allow God to begin to heal this relationship. Again, you may not be as close as you once were, but your spiritual growth would not be hindered. Uh, you will be able to, to move forward knowing that you made a wrong right. And I think that's what God requires of us, that we would love one another and forgive one another. And when we pray for those who persecute us, Again, they, they may not change, but maybe our hearts change through our praying for them. And so I hope and pray tonight that if there's someone that you need to forgive, that, that you would release them, that you would forgive them. And as far as it depends on you or me, we would make every effort to live at peace with everyone. That's that's what God requires of us. And if this is the standard that Jesus has set, if this is the calling for Christians, then we must put it into practice. We can't just be selective on, oh, I'm going to live this part of God's word, but I'm going to overlook and not practice this. I believe when we are not fully surrendered to him and we are not truly trying to live out his word, then we can't expect God to bring blessing in our lives and we can't experience the fullness of God's mercy and grace when we do not extend that to others. So again, I pray tonight, the Lord placed this on my heart. I actually had another direction that I felt he was leading me. And then today, uh, God changed that and the Holy Spirit led me to share this. So I am inviting you to uh, forgive folks tonight so that your growth in the Lord would not be hindered, that you would uh, forgive me or us as a church if we have done anything to hurt you. I know during this pandemic, everyone has had strong opinions about how uh, things should be done in our country or or in our schools or or in our churches and our communities. And I can tell you from my heart and our heart as a staff and safety and risk management team, we have tried our best to, to do what's best for you and your family and our families. And again, there hadn't been any underlying issues or any underlying motive. It's been first and foremost to keep you safe and I know there have been people on social media, even though I'm not on Facebook, my wife has been on and then off and then would be back on to uh, promote a devoted women's conference. But I know some folks on Facebook have blocked family members or friends because of their political differences or because of their beliefs. And, you know, it's sad commentary when Christians can't get along, when families 
can't get along. As I shared, life is too brief. And I was thinking about that at my dad's service. Life passes by so quickly as as I was able to see some family members I haven't seen in years. Not that there was any divide, but often we see family that we haven't seen in forever at a funeral. I saw a dear friend of mine that we were very close in high school and sang in the youth choir for my parents. Hadn't seen him in years, and I so loved being able to catch up with him and visit with him and and to share and visit again with some other uh, family members that I hadn't seen in years. And it's sad that it takes a funeral many times to bring people together, but then some don't come together. They're still divided. So my challenge to you tonight is that you would be willing to forgive, um, forgive a, a family member again, a, a friend, a coworker, a a neighbor, a coach, a teacher, forgive again me or, or any of our staff or our church if we hurt you in any way. We have all, and I continue to try to do my best to minister to you in a God-honoring way, in a soul-saving way. So thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And we always close out with a, a time of prayer we have many prayer requests that you'll be receiving if you're on our prayer list, our email prayer list. And if you would like to be added, contact our church office and we'd be thrilled to uh, put you on that list. I know that we lost one of our dear members uh, just today, Judy Hillard, that we've been praying for. So I ask that you would remember Lloyd and and their family in prayers as Judy fought a, a valiant fight against cancer, but now she has received the ultimate healing, and I ask that you'd be in prayer for, again, Lloyd and his family, and so many others. We have folks recovering from surgeries this week and still facing surgeries, and we pray for God's healing. Continue to pray for our church I remind you that July the 11th, I'm going to be sharing at our two morning services a comeback plan. I know we were excited to see Sunday school, even though it had been available to be open, uh, restart this past week. Uh, most classes were back in session. There were still a few that uh, were not, but we are so grateful that Sunday school is getting started back and we still need volunteers in our children's ministry. Would you pray if this is a calling uh, that God has given you to work with children? We need help during the 830 service. We still need some teachers for Sunday school, even if it's sharing that responsibility with someone during the Sunday school hour, help with our 11 o'clock services. And then when we uh, come back on Wednesday nights, and again, a, a different look maybe on Sunday evenings, we're still going to need help in our children's ministry. So if you would prayerfully consider helping us with this needed ministry, contact Mary Rainwater, our interim children's minister, or contact me or our church office, and we'll put you in touch with the right people so you can serve and help us 
It's so important that we train our children in the way they should go so, so that when they are old, they will not turn or depart from it. And uh, so I'm excited, again, about everything God is is doing and, and so excited about what the future has in store. But I'm going to invite you at this time to just join me for a time of prayer. God, thank you so much for your mercy and your grace. Thank you for your forgiveness of us. How many times, God, have we asked you to forgive us when we've said something we should not have said or done something we should not have done or treated someone the way they should not have been treated? And, and we've asked for forgiveness on decisions that we made or choices that we've made or sin that we've committed. And yet, Lord, you forgive us freely, unconditionally, but yet, how many of us, Lord, are not willing to forgive someone else, whether they've asked for forgiveness or not? It's our responsibility. It's our call. It's our job to forgive as you have forgiven us so that you will forgive us both today and in the future. Lord, I pray today that if there's someone watching that's never asked for forgiveness and invited for forgiveness and invited you into their hearts, that they might Pray a prayer to begin this spiritual journey to say, Dear God, I confess that I'm a sinner. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart. Thank you, God, for saving me. I love you, Jesus. Lord, if someone could pray that prayer or in their own words, confessing their sin and inviting you to come in, I pray, Lord, that they would contact me or or a minister and follow through the waters of baptism and begin this spiritual journey leading through eternity. Oh God, may Christians come back to you tonight. And Lord, if there's someone that we need to make a wrong right, that we would swallow pride and not let Satan have any glory or victory because we know that you bless unity. But Father, that division can... Uh, Father, just bring such pain and, and hinder our walk with you. So may Christians, oh God, be forgiving and set the example that you showed us when you forgave us. Lord, I, I pray if there are folks looking for a church home, I'm so thrilled that I've been speaking with people, Lord, about um, joining the church and excited about becoming members and Lord, I pray if people have been putting off that they would not put off any longer, but they would be a part, again, of the great work you have begun here. Lord, tonight I, I lift up uh, the Hillard family and ask that you would just wrap your arms around Lloyd and his family and, and give them uh, comfort and peace, God, and, and their loss, that they would feel your presence. Again, Father, for all the folks on our prayer list, many members and extended family members that need your touch and healing. Father, having surgeries this week and next week, anoint them with your healing power and anoint the doctors and nurses, God, as they perform these surgeries. And we pray for success, God, and all of them. Keep them safe. Bring them safely through. And Father, I just pray for our basketball camp that will be here tomorrow, the, the John Calipari camp with the UK players that 
Father, even them coming to this beautiful church and cross center, they might feel your Holy Spirit. And and Lord, that uh, folks might say, hey, I didn't know this place was here. And even seeds could be planted even tomorrow. Bless, Father, this time and bless those who will come and the children that will be here. And Father, we just continue to pray again for all of our staff, for all of the ministries. Pray for Sunday school that you're going to raise up some teachers and children's workers, Lord, because we need them. And Father, we need uh, the help of your people. And Lord, we just pray that you would continue to bring great revival and spiritual awakening and renewal. Heal our land, God, and be with our leaders. And again, Father, be with me and us as we make decisions. I pray, Lord, that people would be open and receptive to some changes that are going to be taking place and that people would be patient as we're getting there and and hoping, Lord, for things to uh, begin to change and get back to more normal uh, this fall or in August. So help folks, Lord, to understand that we have tried to take baby steps in making uh, some uh some decisions and that in the near future, Lord, if people will just be patient, that you're going to bring blessings. So, Lord, we love you and we praise you. And we ask all these things in the strong and holy and powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight. And uh, normally we have a song. We, we don't have a song for you tonight, but you can sing maybe your favorite song as we close out. Look forward to hopefully seeing you uh, this Sunday at either 8.30 or 11 or again, the Sunday school hour. And uh, thank you for your love. Remember how much we love you and God loves you too. Have a wonderful evening.